Welcome to the Tech Meme Right Home for Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, well, I guess Elon and Zuck are gonna fight? Literally? New stability AI. Xbox prices are going up. The Vision OS SDK is out. A Motorola Razr Plus review. And why celebrities are racing to duplicate themselves using AI. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Well, this is the version of the simulation we're stuck in, I guess, after Elon Musk tweeted that he is, quote, up for a cage fight with Mark Zuckerberg, both parties seemingly agreed overnight to a fight. Musk suggested the Vegas Octagon as a location. Quoting The Verge, after Elon Musk recently tweeted that he would be up for a cage fight with Zuckerberg, the Meta CEO shot back by posting a screenshot of Musk's tweet with the caption, send me location. I've confirmed, by the way, this is Alex Heath reporting, that Zuckerberg's post on his Instagram account is, in fact, not a joke, which means the ball is now in Musk's court. The story speaks for itself, Meta spokesperson Iska Sarek told me. After this story was published, Musk responded with two words, Vegas Octagon. He then tweeted, quote, I have this great move that I call the walrus, where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing, end quote. The backstory here. Since I recently reported more details about Meta's forthcoming Twitter competitor, Musk has been taunting Zuckerberg on Twitter with zingers like, Zuck my, and then there's a rude emoji. During an internal all-hands meeting at Meta last week, Chief Product Officer Chris Cox told employees the company thinks creators want a version of Twitter that is, quote, sanely run, drawing shears. I've always thought that Twitter should have a billion people using it, Zuckerberg said during a recent podcast interview with Lex Friedman. In terms of tech billionaire CEOs literally fighting, Musk versus Zuckerberg would be as good as it gets. Musk, 51, has the upper hand on Zuckerberg in terms of sheer physical size, and he has talked about being in, quote, real hardcore street fights when he was growing up in South Africa. Meanwhile, Zuckerberg, 39, is an aspirational MMA fighter who is already winning jiu-jitsu tournaments. He also claims to have recently completed the grueling Murph Challenge workout in just under 40 minutes, end quote. A friend texted me this morning about this story, knowing I'd have to talk about it on the show today, and so he asked ChatGPT to come up with names for such a fight if it were to happen. Here are some of the responses the AI came back with. Silicon Smackdown, Silicon Showdown, Billions Battle in the Octacage, Binary Bouts, Geeky Gazillionaires Grapple, and my personal favorite, Control-Alt-Fight, a high-stakes battle of the tech billionaires. Stability AI has announced SDXL 0.9, a new model that produces more photorealistic images than SDXL due to a higher number of parameters available via ClipDrop. Quoting Bloomberg, In a blog post Thursday, Stability AI, which popularized the Stable Diffusion Image Generator, calls the new model SDXL 0.9, short for Stable Diffusion XL. Stability says the model can create images in response to text-based prompts that are better looking and have more compositional detail than a model called XDXL, which it introduced in April. The company said the improvements are due to a higher number of parameters, which refer to the variables an AI system learns through its training in SDXL 0.9 as compared with the beta SDXL model. Stable Diffusion emerged as a key rival to OpenAI's image generator Dolly, and Stability AI has since trained and released numerous versions of the product. The company said that SDXL 0.9 can be used via ClipDrop, 
which offers AI image generating and editing tools. Stability announced in March that it acquired InitML, ClipDrop's maker. Stability AI said its application programming interface customers will soon have access to the latest model, which will be added to its Dream Studio image generation software. Stability AI plans to release SDXL 0.9 in mid-July as open source software, end quote. Microsoft has increased Xbox Series X prices in most markets, and for the first time, the Xbox Game Pass price has gone up too, though Xbox Series X pricing remains the same, at least in the U.S. Quoting The Verge, Xbox Series X consoles pricing will largely match the price hike Sony announced for the PS5 last year, with the Xbox Series X moving to £479 in the UK, €549 across most European markets, $649 Canadian, and $799 in Australia starting August 1st. The Xbox Series S pricing will not be adjusted in any markets remaining at $299. Meanwhile, Xbox Series X pricing adjustments had been expected after Sony's move last year. Xbox chief Phil Spencer also hinted in October that pricing for subscriptions wouldn't hold forever. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Game Pass for console pricing will increase starting July 6th. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will move from $14.99 per month to $16.99. The base Xbox Game Pass for console pricing will also move up from $9.99 a month to $10.99. Microsoft is not changing PC Game Pass pricing, though. If you're an existing Game Pass monthly subscriber, then these new recurring prices won't take effect until August 13th or September 13th in Germany. New Xbox Game Pass members will see the new prices immediately on July 6th. If you're subscribed to Xbox Game Pass through a yearly code, the new pricing won't take effect until you go to renew your subscription. Microsoft hadn't changed its Xbox Game Pass pricing since launching the subscription in 2017, and the company is keen to stress that this isn't related to its proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. These Game Pass price adjustments are not related to the Activision Blizzard deal and are intended to match local market conditions, said a Microsoft spokesperson. Microsoft's Xbox subscription changes follow a general trend in price hikes over the past couple of years for entertainment subscriptions. Netflix raised prices again last year following a gradual price hike in recent years. And Disney Plus and Hulu saw steep price hikes last year too. Apple Music and Spotify have both increased in price in most markets in recent years, end quote. Apple officially released the Vision OS SDK and plans to open developer labs and applications for Apple Vision Pro developer kits next month. Quoting 9to5Mac, Using the Vision OS SDK, Apple says that developers will be able to interact with their apps in the new Vision OS simulator. Quote, Developers can build new experiences that take advantage of the groundbreaking features of Apple Vision Pro by using the same foundational frameworks they already know from other Apple platforms, including powerful technologies like Xcode, SwiftUI, RealityKit, ARKit, and TestFlight, the company explains. Apple also says it will open developer labs in Cupertino, London, Munich, Shanghai, Singapore, and Tokyo next month for developers. These labs will allow developers to get hands-on time with Vision Pro to test their apps. Apple engineers will also be available on-site to provide support. Also starting next month, Apple will open applications for developers who'd like to receive a Vision Pro developer kit. This hardware kit can be used by developers to, quote, quickly build, iterate, and test right on Apple Vision Pro. 
The Vision OS SDK, updated Xcode, Simulator, and Reality Composer Pro are available for Apple Developer Program members via Apple's website, end quote. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. With everybody fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features Features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. I use this, and you should too. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee, so get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Let's squeeze in a quick gadget review here, if we can. The Motorola Razr Plus is the latest foldable phone from Motorola with a huge cover screen on the outside when it's all folded up. It's got an all-day battery life, apparently, and a fun form factor, at least according to The Verge. Quote, the main attraction is the best place to start talking about the Razer Plus. That's the cover screen, of course. It's an OLED panel that's a few pixels shy of square. The sides and bottom of the front panel are curved, but the display stops well before the edges, and I didn't have any trouble with accidental touches. It works like this. You have a home screen with notifications, the time, etc., and some shortcuts to various full-screen panels, which you can tap on or swipe to cycle through. The panels are fine... There aren't a lot to choose from, and they're not as interactive as I'd like them to be. Take the calendar panel. You can tap an icon in the upper right to switch between a daily or monthly view, but nothing happens if you tap on the events on your calendar. The Spotify panel is designed to let you control your music or jump to one of your recent listens quickly, but it's a little unreliable. 
It frequently told me I was offline when I was very much online. Guess what? There's a whole other phone attached to this phone. The inner screen is a familiar 6.9-inch OLED with up to 165 hertz refresh rate. It gets just bright enough to combat direct sunlight, and I have no qualms with it. There is, of course, a modest crease. It's something I noticed when I swiped my thumb across it, but in most situations, it's actually quite hard to see unless you're looking for it. The Razer's hinge allows the two halves of the phone to close almost completely flat. Not the case with the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4, but unlike the Flip, the Razer Plus's hinge doesn't quite support the screen open at every angle. Once you get it almost all the way open, it kind of flops flat. Likewise, the top will flop shut once you close it down past 45 degrees. I ran up against this limit once when I was trying to angle the front camera just right, but otherwise, it didn't bother me. Crucially, it will sit upright in the 90-degree laptop position to play Elmo for your toddler so he will brush his teeth. Ask me how I know. The Razer Plus is actually two small phones wearing a trench coat, which means it has a very specific small phone problem, a small battery. There's a 3,800 milliamp hour cell here, which falls well short of the 5,000 milliamp hour batteries on a lot of big phones these days. But I'm going to cut to the chase. Battery life is fine. It is thoroughly average, and for a small battery, that's actually great. I like the Razer Plus quite a bit, but I recommend it with some reservations. It requires you to be a little more hands-on with your phone than I think most people prefer, setting app permissions, wrangling apps on a small screen, dodging the occasional bug. You also need to be mindful that it's not as dust or water-resistant as most $1,000 phones. If you're prepared for all that, then using the Razer Plus is a rewarding experience. It's unfair to compare it to a phone that doesn't exist yet, but it's impossible to ignore the Galaxy Z Flip 5 looming on the horizon. We're expecting it to launch in July, and rumors all point to a bigger cover screen on that device similar to the Razer's. It'll likely come with the same IP68 rating that the last Flip offered, as well as a more powerful Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 chipset. If all that comes at the same $999 price as the Razer Plus, then it's hard to see how Motorola will be able to compete. This is all based on speculation, but it is worth considering before you sink $1,000 into a new phone. The summer of 2023 is, as we all know, hot foldable summer, and at least part of the excitement around the Razer Plus is that it finally presents some real competition for the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip series. But more than that, this is a likable phone all on its own. Finding new use cases for the cover screen is genuinely delightful. I got some candid photos and videos of my kid that I don't think I could get with a slab-style smartphone. I generally just felt like I was more in control of how engaged I wanted to be with my phone at any given time. For the right person, I think these things are worth $999. They're all things I absolutely want more of from my phone, and I'm glad that Motorola is back in the foldable conversation, end quote. Let's end today with another AI story for our times. According to the Wall Street Journal, celebrities, including aging athletes, are signing deals to put AI duplicates of themselves into ad campaigns, helping brands de-age them, among other uses. Quote, Celebrities, quote, get paid, but they don't have to turn up, says Tom Graham, chief executive of AI startup Metaphysic. Stars just need to spend a few minutes in a studio with a 3D scanner, which can then create representations of them for countless hours of content. Last year, for instance, Puma launched a new product line at New York Fashion Week with the help of international soccer star Neymar, who appeared at the event as an AI-generated 3D avatar created with the MetaHuman app, part of Epic Games' Unreal Engine suite, which was originally designed to create lifelike characters for video games. 
The Avatar showed off Puma's new fashions on screen during a virtual event coinciding with the brand's runway show. Puma can use Neymar's digital double in a number of settings for the duration of its contract with the star, says Adam Petrick, Puma's chief brand officer. His likeness had previously appeared in a 2021 campaign in game platform Fortnite. The rise of virtual duplicates could permanently change how celebrities deal with brands. In part, stars can appear in ways they never could before. In 2021, Metaphysic used AI to create an approximation of former NFL star Deion Sanders as he appeared on the night of the 1989 NFL draft for an ad promoting Procter & Gamble's Gillette Razor brand. Sanders was paid for the project and consulted on it. Golf legend Jack Nicklaus recently agreed with AI company Soul Machines to create an AI-powered version of himself at the peak of his career when he was 38 years old. Nicholas is currently 83. In a digital sense, they are alive. They can connect emotionally. They can entertain. They can interact in real time, says Soul Machines CEO Greg Cross. This is the future of marketing, end quote. Fashion models who don't historically own the rights to their own images have also begun exploring ways to more actively manage their digital identities. Supermodel Eva Herzegova in April unveiled a virtual version of herself, also created on the Epic Games platform, that can walk the runway in online fashion shows. Ownership of the virtual version also rests with her and her agency rather than with a brand or a photography studio. It's an extension of her brand in many ways that opens up new opportunities for her to creatively engage with brand partnerships or creative briefs, says Simon Windsor, co-founder and co-chief executive of virtual production company Dimension Studio, which led the project. Fashion and beauty brands are currently in talks to use Herzegova's digital double in their marketing campaign, says Gavin Mile, chief executive and co-owner of Unsigned Group, the agency that represents Herzegova. The facsimile, which mimics her gait and mannerisms, will soon appear in an online e-commerce site to showcase various outfits for shoppers, he says. Marketers also anticipate consumers increasingly will be able to interact with the digital doubles. Soul Machines has already created interactive doubles for several celebrities. As of last month, former NBA star Carmelo Anthony could follow his autonomous digital personality on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Digital Mello will respond to users' questions and promote the off-court activities of Anthony, who co-founded a private equity fund after his retirement. But the use of open-ended large language models like ChatGPT bring new reputational risks, said Erica Rogers, an intellectual property attorney at law firm Ward & Smith. From a brand's perspective, what you're really concerned about is a lack of control with digital celebrities that conduct AI-generated conversations, she says. Is the benefit worth the risk? The algorithms powering digital versions of Anthony, Nicholas, and K-pop star Mark Twan draw on hundreds of hours of interviews to mimic their vocal affectations and determine how they might respond to a given question, Cross says. Soul Machines take steps to ensure that its AI celebrities stay on message and don't make crude or potentially offensive remarks, according to Cross. In the case of Jack Nicholas, for example, the company created its own large language model rather than using existing tools such as ChatGPT, he says. Determining legal ownership of AI-generated likenesses is another concern, Rogers says. The tech, marketing, and entertainment industries must eventually develop some form of standard verification to protect both celebrities and consumers who may be fooled by deepfakes, she says, end quote. I sent out all the T2 invites I could. I might have a few more, Brian, at techmeme.com if you're interested. Please review us on Apple Podcasts first, though. Talk to you tomorrow.